I'm back, baby. Oh, my double crap. Do you know who I am? No, but maybe if you hum a few bars. Yes, sir, random kid I just met. You know, this man's forgotten more about pain than you'll ever remember. About pain. About forgetting about. It's Jake C. Lee. I am the low rating that cancels your program. I thought you were made of sterner stuff. Don't be jealous because I'm attractive. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. It's time to check the link. I like that. I didn't do anything wrong because I can't do anything wrong. Hooray! People are paying attention to me. It's all in sports. Welcome to All in Sports, everybody. It's Jake Steely. Follow me at All in Kid. I'm chuckling because the wonders of technology. Well, actually, it's not technology. It was my own damn fault. I forgot to hit the record button today. So we're starting over. It is Chris Meany joining me today. But as a heads up in advance, make sure you go to iTunes, wherever, Google Plays, the Stitchers, and all that stuff. Give it five stars. Give it a review. Subscribe. And then take a screenshot. Make sure you're saving it. I'm going to start taking the entries next week. I'm going to do the same thing as last time. I gave away the Devontae Adams signed jersey and the Le'Veon Bell signed jersey, which I don't know how much value that has at this point because when he even comes back, you're only going to get, what, seven games? It's going to be a no longer Steelers jersey. But in any case, it is a signed mini helmet from the Saints and Michael Thomas, one of my favorite and the bestest players in the NFL. So enter the contest. And then, as I mentioned to Chris before, I don't know if I should put like a little – like 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 asterisk and then a very 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 small print at the bottom saying hey this isn't eligible for you people in canada because the shipping is too damn much chris <laughs> no no don't do that um just have the the fellow canadians pay for shipping because they want to get on this content you're giving away some good stuff man hey look I, if you're in nairobi and you want to pay for shipping i'll ship it that's you fair. laughed. I actually, th there's a reason Nairobi came to mind is because a buddy of mine. Yes, please do share. He's in the DOD and he does. So the, the thing with the DOD that he works for, he works in uh, computer security and all that type of stuff. Um, so he might even be monitoring this. In any case, <laughs> when you do it, you have a choice. You can pick like a really nice place, but you only, but you stay for three years before you're allowed to come back home. So like if you pick, you know, France, you're going to be there for three years. If you pick something in the middle of the road where it's, eh, it's a little bit of a sketchy place, not less sketchy, like, you know, it's just not the niceties of like France. Like it's not that up end. It's going to be two years. If it's someplace where you're like, like South Korea near the border of North Korea, you only have to stay for a year. So you can see it's like, it's based on your risk level, what the state of the country is and all that type of stuff of how long, if it's a one, two, three year stay that you're there. So the last place he went before where he is now and that's why I didn't mention where he is now. The one would before this, he was in Nairobi. So that's why that came to mind. What an experience. You see how that all tied together there? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why did you just toss that place in? Like, that I know, like, who? Like, yeah. Random Nairobi. <laughs> random city and country. Nairobi, <laughs> Kenya. Yeah. yeah, if you live in Kenya, you're going to have to uh, read the fine print. <laughs> for my one Kenyan fan out there, I appreciate you. You're going to have to pay. Uh, As you're winning a, a marathon while you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, yeah, the whole fine print and that super fast talking guy, Chris, I, I have to play this for everybody and I'm going to play it for my mom. She enjoys, like I send her, uh, I don't care if you people judge me like, oh, you're a mama's, whatever. I talk to my mom many times a week. I still talk. I get As in touch with my dad. 
yeah. every single week. And they're still, they're still together. <laughs> that made it sound like they're separate. I am fortunate enough to still have a family that's together. I know that everybody has that luck that I have. Um, great parents. But in any case, she has similar humor. And uh, like I'll send her stuff from Instagram and stuff like that. Even with Kurt, she actually sent me something with an F-bomb in it one time. And I was oh. just, yeah. Was, so in any case, this Linsess, I don't remember what Linsess is for. But the disclaimer on it for everybody, here you go. I'm playing it from my phone. So I hope, I hope it comes through okay and doesn't like blast your ears or anything. Do not give Linsess to children less than six. And it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm. So <laughs> I want everybody to pick up on that because I rewound it thinking I heard it incorrectly. Don't give it to children less than six or children from six to 18. So nobody <laughs> under 18. It's just don't give it to a non-adult or somebody that's not like they, and if you notice, they didn't even quantify. What's the difference? Why did you separate it? As, what happened at six that we need to, and they call them children too. By the way, anybody listening who's 17 years old, apparently you're still a child. You're still a child and you should stay away from Listness. I, you know, for one, I've never heard of Listness. Is that? Linsense. Linsense. Never heard of it. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, you have one job. Right. And, and I always I, I joke and I, I laugh at those commercials because, you know, they're 30 seconds long and 30 seconds long and 20 seconds of it is just a guy talking super, super fast. And I can't hear <laughs> anything he's saying besides diarrhea or like sweat or vomiting know, or vomiting. Yeah. yeah. Usually those are the. Oh, here's my favorite, Chris. Yeah. May cause death. May cause <laughs> death. Yeah, please sign me up for that. Um, I'm going to try to help myself, but I could die uh, in the long run. And, you know, that person had one job. Do they not read the commercial over or take a look, listen to it after and just see? Well, that doesn't make any sense. We just said less than <laughs> six or less than 18 to six. <laughs> the hell is that, man? Like, maybe they just needed to fill time or just confuse the hell out of people. And I feel like those disclaimers, that's all they do. Yeah, well, you always get those ones too. Like, do not take if you're pregnant or expecting to become pregnant. Like, they, they no quantifiable time. Like, yeah. what, for the rest of my life? If I'm don't, ever... <laughs> don't take if you're hungry or if you feel hungry, you're planning on eating in the next week. Yeah. Oh, here's cool. the best one. There was one the other day. So, um... I forget what it was. It was something. It was for irritable bowel syndrome. And then one of the side effects was diarrhea. Of course. <laughs> like, like oh, hold on. How is a side effect one of the things you're trying to eliminate by taking this drug? Yeah. And they probably repeated it like four times too. Like, That's, thanks. Those, those get me. And then the late night, like the, while you're watching, at least for me, like friends on Nick at 1230 in the morning while you're falling asleep or something like that, you, you get a lot of older people commercials. And the ones are like, oh, you also get the like, come to us in case you've had like the uh, oh, the asbestos. Like if you had, you oh, know, yeah. one, that's legit, you know, whatever. But the one that always does like, if you have somebody who had blah, 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 or have died, like, uh, what do you mean? If I die, if I'm dead, I'm not listening to your commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Just silly. Like I said, one job. And it's just, I don't think that, you know, people who put these commercials together, they're not the brightest, man. All right. So speaking of not the brightest, this is this whole beginning of the show is talking about things that are just baffling to me. Um, everybody knows by now band kickers. And I also have the shirts. Oh, I forgot to mention that, Chris. Triple so, kicker league. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. God, no. I have a whole new slate of shirts coming in. Both check the link and band kickers. I made brand new ones, band kickers. Uh, they are navy blue, gray, and there's a, f I think I ordered like two or three red of check the link, but not the band kickers because the band kickers has a red circle over the kicker from Kung Fu. 
So I couldn't use a red <laughs> shirt because then you want to see nice. the red, red shirt. Yeah. So eh, thank you. I so like those are the shirts that are coming in. I, I ordered a different kind of shirt this time because the last ones were kind of like thick and unwieldy. I guess that's the best. Like they were, they were comfortable, but they weren't super comfortable. It's just kind of like, not very flexible. In any case, I have those coming in. You're looking after so, the people. I like it. Yeah. So the band kickers, oh, you'll let me know. I'll, I'll let everybody know when they're in. They should be in next week, and then we can start doing orders through PayPal. And I'm, I'm not going to charge extra. You just charge for the shirt and shipping. It's 20 bucks. The shirt's like 15 The shipping's like 4 and change. So, okay, I'll pocket the $0.35. Cents. Sorry. Good deal. And, and, yeah. So in any case, band kickers. That's where I'm going with this. I, everybody knows. I band kickers, band kickers, band kickers for my life. This started with Rob Baronis, uh, who is now passed. But Rob Baronis' eight field goal game way back in the day. Yeah, that's mm. when this started. I just found out today, and apparently you knew about this, Chris, and didn't tell me. <laughs> if you go to FanDuel, because we were looking at FanDuel lineups and stuff like that before this show, and there's apparently a lineup in a contest where you can select four kickers because you can choose four different kickers from four different tiers and then add a super flex. And this is the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my life. See, I, yeah, you're right. I knew about this. I know you do some work with the, the footballers, the DFS Ultimate Pass. And at the start of the season, they had asked me, you know, for FanDuel. Because I play, you know, I play quite a bit of FanDuel I have for years. And, then, you know, he asked me, it was Mike Wright, anything new uh, and different about FanDuel. And I said, well, there's one thing that's kind of odd. There's the contest where you can pick four kickers and they're just in tiers and they're not priced and, and that threw everybody off. See, I didn't bring it up to you because I thought you'd be extremely bothered. Uh, I should have brought it up to you. I can't believe the amount of people that play in this. Like, I don't mind kickers. This is the first time, I think, in a long time where – I'm kind of leaning towards you, like ban them. There's been so many missed field goals and, and what's the point? We're, we're at the point now where like, I just want to play skilled guys. Um, but this is, this is a contest. This is a real thing, people. And there's a contest right now with four, you, you, 5,000 people are in it and it'll fill up near that 14,000 mark. And you got to pick four kickers. Oh my God. There's one that, that I was just looking at the 2200 Sunday NFL QP key. QPK bomb, I guess. What does the Q stand for? I guess place kicker. I got that, but. I don't know. This one here is the, um, the entry is 13,889. And yeah, there's, there's 4,475. Oh, I see that one. That, oh, that is, that's the $3 entry one. That's the $3 oh, you $3 could go one. up to $25 if you want to enter, by the way, for a whole whopping $2,200 in prizes. And that, you might, you might, just, wait, wait, hold on. What's first place? $400? Yeah, please. If you, if you, I want a screenshot. If you enter the $25, $25 one with a chance to win 400 for first place in a one where you're picking four kick, I want to see your entry. I want to see that you did that. <laughs> you know, it's tough. You spend it 25 bucks and it's, it's all, it's, you know, a lot of it is luck and fluke. Obviously we're talking about kickers here. Like there's, there's so much that could happen. And like I said, there's, these guys are like Tucker last week. I'm watching that game and I was on the Ravens and the announcer's saying, you know, Mr. Automatic 212. Oh my goodness. He says like, it's just, you know, to bank everything on a kicker uh, and Tucker's in tier one. Like it's I was so happy. I don't know if you Were saw you? Were my... on the Saints or what? No, I just love to Were see kickers fail. Oh, you just like to see kickers fail. Okay, I don't know fine. if you saw my waiver column. But all the gifts and picks this week were just versions of Justin Tucker missing that extra point. <laughs> and one of them was a gift I created myself. 
Oh, nice. Well, it, to be fair, it you know it was a a great highlight after. Like his eyes were extremely wide eyed, and I thought it was hilarious. You can make all kinds of funny memes and gifs um, out of that for sure. But it's been a rough year for the man. These guys are missing kicks. It, nothing's automatic. I tell you that. Like when they move that extra point back, I I can't say with confidence that a guy's going to make a kick. And we just saw the one of the best kickers of all time screw that up with the game on the line. Yeah, a hundred percent. Real quick, I want to. This is off the wall type of thing. Is this the time of year? Because this is kind of a general question. It's kind of going to be a three part question for you, Chris. Because there's three different ways to look at it. We're at the midpoint, which is so depressing, by the way. But we're at the midpoint. So, do you start looking for one handcuffs for your running backs? Because I always say handcuffs during the draft are overrated. You build depth. Now's about the time. So now you know my answer. But now's about the time you start considering handcuffs if you have the room to stash. Do you start looking at defenses because now you're trying to implement your bench a little bit more and there's not a ton on the waiver wire at this point of the season anyway. So like you start looking next week. A lot of people don't own Denver at this point, but they face the Texans next week or, you know, maybe uh, let's I'm trying to look at another one real quick to see if I can find anybody. Eh, there's really not much <laughs> like the Jets against the Dolphins, maybe. So something like that. You start looking ahead for defenses or three, you start considering which I think is, this is the one where I'm like, it's way too early even for that. But start looking at the playoffs and start to say, oh, let me grab a second quarterback who might have a better week 16 matchup or a week 15 matchup. So of those three, I guess, how would you rank those and how much do you put into it? Like, at what point of the year do you start considering them? Yeah, well, definitely right now. I mean, I had an article on Fantrax two weeks ago um, of Spencer Ware, like, especially if you're a Kareem Hunt owner. Like if you're a Hunt owner and you're seeing what he's doing and you're seeing this offense and how electric it is, you don't think that if if Kareem Hunt (laughs) went down and was done for the year, you don't think Spencer Ware would be a borderline RB2, just borderline in that offense? Are you kidding me? So he would have all the opportunity. Maybe he wouldn't, you know, rack up the the rushing yards or the carries that – that Hunt had. I mean, even when he was a starter, I think he only had three rushing touchdowns. Alex Smith had more rushing touchdowns than him. Uh, but even still, like just the opportunity alone and the up and the upside. So he needs to be rostered. I'm I'm with you on the start of the season. Now Connor and Latavius Murray were my one two handcuffs. And I mean, if you drafted right. them a month ago or a month before the season, you were fine, but whatever like it, that, that that's kind of an extenuating circumstance too i mean because let's look at the i mean connor is arguably the top handcuff but if Le'Veon bell showed up like he did last year yeah. we wouldn't even be talking about we it. wouldn't be talking like about it. it would be spencer Ware. exactly um but yeah so if you have hunt you'd be silly not to have Ware. you need to uh i and, and you can look ahead at matchups like i'm not looking ahead too much at defenses uh you know, obviously, if you have a team on by, like I have the Eagles on by next week, I have looked ahead um, to to week nine and, and just seeing, you know, who's out there, who I can go and grab right now. I think, you know, I was able to grab, and, and this is not sexy by any means, I grabbed Dallas against Tennessee. There really just wasn't a whole lot out there, but I'm just trying to get ahead. You need to look ahead at your buys, like who's on by week 10, who's on by week 11. I think now is the time to kind of to kind of do that and set your roster up, especially if you need wins really bad, you need to, you know, get ahead and you can't afford to lose week 12 because you have three guys on by and you're going to scramble, you know, after week 11 and the waiver wire and try to grab these guys. So I'm all for planning ahead right now. And if you're in a really, really cushy spot where you have six wins, you're cruising the playoffs there's nothing wrong with looking ahead to week 14, week 15, week 16. Maybe you're looking too far ahead week 16, but 13 and 14, you need to look ahead and, and see, hey, I got my quarterbacks on the road in a tough environment. 
not going to play him that week. I'm going to go ahead and grab somebody now. And you're right. We are only at the halfway point. A lot can still change, but at least you're, you're planning ahead. Like that's, that's how you win championships, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think one of the ones that you hit on in there, I'm glad you brought it up and I don't want to jump in and cut you off to talk about it, but the, the defenses is looking to see, this is the, of all of them, I didn't even mention that, and I think the, I'm glad you brought it up, is it would rank in front of the other three, is pay attention to your buys because there are so many teams on buys in 9 and 11. And I mean so many teams. There's not only do we have six teams coming up for a buy, but also there's a lot of players on those teams that we haven't hit yet. Buy while, like the Chiefs, for a perfect example, I think they're week 12, but I'm just using them as an example. Like when the Chiefs go on a buy, it's a lot more impactful than the Jets being on a buy. And that's what I'm getting at is it just happened to be there's a lot of fancy friendly teams that are on buys together. And especially this nine through 12 range that if you're looking at your defense, people do this all the time. Well, who do I stream for defenses this week? Well, if you have a spot you're not using or you're just like, it's just dead, go grab your defense for next week. So you're not going there and having to spend a waiver spot, your waiver money, trying to fight somebody else and potentially missing out on defense because you could have just done it a week ahead anyway. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, I, I have a good 20 plus fantasy football teams and I bet you half of them have, have two defenses or I understand like have rostering a second tight end sucks, but I'm not going to scramble to the waiver wire. And like, for example, like I I kept cook in one league and if I didn't, you know, I have Hooper, like it's not a great situation, but if I didn't, I'm scrambling this week for who? Like Dallas Goddard, like it's like a second tight end on the Eagles that I'm just hoping we'll get a touchdown. So planning ahead with a couple tight ends or a couple defenses, uh, you know, a second quarterback, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You're right. KC and LA, the Rams uh, share a bye week together, week 12. And then you get into week 11 and there's six teams on bye. So you're, it's, it's not like the two teams, like, the days of the two teams really are on by are, are kind of over. You're getting into the four, you get a six in there. Which is dumb. NFL, can we just fix? Like, why do why we have is, to do that? Why is there two on week 12 and six <laughs> on week 11? And then we go back. Well, there's two on week four and two on week five. Like, there's just, six on week nine, too. That just makes no sense. It's very simple. Like, the math is there for you. Just four teams do it. The weeks in a row, forever, yeah. whatever you want. Do you want to start week five? Whatever it is. Just do the four teams, four teams a week, each week in a row. Be done with it. Move on. And we like, hell, if you even want to do six, just do it and keep it consistent, simple, and over. I'd rather prefer four, obviously, for fancy purposes. Yeah, I don't understand the I don't understand the six, four, six, and two. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> the Rams and Chiefs, like, the, the, I mean, they're going to play each other week 11 Monday Night Football. Uh, it seems like the Chiefs are just playing primetime all the time. And then <laughs> the next week, they're both off. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, how do you go 6-4-6 six, six, and then 2? Like, let's just yeah, start 2 at you. Plan ahead, though. people. I'm telling you, that's how you get ahead, man. you got to plan ahead at these matchups, especially if you are near the top. I mean, you're gonna, you're probably going to make the playoffs. Like, if you're 6-1, and one, most likely you're making the playoffs. Like you're going to have to have a, you probably have a good team anyways. And, you're, and the only way you're not going to make is if you just suffer a bunch of injuries and that's probably just bad luck. So just plan ahead right now. Like start looking to those week 14. You know, 
it's it's nothing is a don't, lock in the NFL. Why'd you have to throw his name in? I'd rather lose Zeke than Thielen. <laughs> I know Thielen is just man. He is so he is just so awesome. And you know, I get I'm kind of ticked at myself because you know at the start of the season I ranked Thielen ahead of Diggs, and I had him you know a few spots ahead of Diggs. And everything I read and everything I saw from people that I respect around the industry, you know, Diggs, 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 Diggs is much better than Thielen. And, and I think it's just been kind of Thielen's career, right? Get passed over. Nobody wanted him, you know, undrafted. Still had that came on strong, I think, in his rookie season down the stretch. I think there was a Thanksgiving game where he really it was kind of his coming out party against Detroit. And, you know, yeah, Thielen's good. Great hands. No one bought into him. Last year, no one really bought into him. He had, a, I think he had. 13 straight games to start the season, at least five grabs. And then this year, what he's doing, people are starting to take notice now. I get caught up in what I see, the surrounding noise. Adam Thielen, I think, is the safest player in football right now. And that's saying something with guys like Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, who doesn't score touchdowns, but gets all those targets and all those yards. Thielen is, this guy is amazing. I remember we had the conversation, you and I, like I think we're doing this show three weeks ago man, I have him five. And we, we kind of <laughs> joke, like, you have him top five. Maybe we should just start thinking about how, him being a consensus one or two, like the rest of the way. Like, the, all the targets are there. He's safe inside that slot. Minnesota's throwing the ball a ton. They're going to be without Cook for the next couple weeks. And if you have Adam Thielen, like, you're probably winning a championship. Well, so let me ask you that. Let's, let's go to the jump right into that real quick here is, for anybody that doesn't know, and I mentioned him in the matchup column, so Marshawn Lattimore, the first game, was terrible. And he he said, and whether you want to say you believe it or not, it's at least shown so far in his performance, said it got in his head for the matchup from last year with Evans. Well, since that game, he's basically given up what he gave up in one game over the rest of the season. So he's back to being Marshawn Lattimore. This week, the Vikings Saints, it's Adam Thielen. Well, Adam Thielen plays the slot. Marshawn Lattimore does move around for everybody that's asked because Marshawn Lattimore, actually, when they were getting killed by the Falcons, came off. Julio Jones to go play Calvin Ridley because Calvin Ridley was going bananas in that game. So I think that's the concern here. You know, if you look at it on paper, Stefan Diggs, if he's outside and avoids Latimer is going to get Eli Apple replacing. um, um, I was just about to say his name and went out of my head. I'll I'll think about it in a second, probably. But in any case, it's not a huge upgrade. The the, Crowley Crowley was third in allowing points per snaps. And now you look at Eli Apple, he's 20th. And I know there's a lot of arguments, oh, he's been playing better. He's still not that much of an upgrade. So it comes down to is who's getting Latimer and Lattimore. So are you worried at all at Thielen? I don't, obviously, you're not benching him, but are you staying away from him if you're playing that specific slate in DFS? Do you think Stefan Diggs could be, this could be like his big week because maybe Latimer, why do I keep saying Latimer? Latimer is on Thielen and maybe Cody, Diggs. Eh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe Cody, Diggs gets the advantageous matchup. Um, you know what? I just I don't think it matters. Like I just think Thielen is that good, and the role that he has in the slot and the rapport that he has with Cousins. Like, yes, if a tough corner is on him, maybe a slight downgrade. Maybe you don't play him uh, in DFS. Maybe you want to fade him, but. You know, it's getting to the point now where, you know, Thielen and if you fade Thielen and Gurley in your, your DFS lineups, like you're losing. Like Just at give one, me your money. Yeah. Like at, at one point, I'm sure one of well, these. Well, you can't choose them both this happen. week. Yeah, you're right. You can't. And I'm sure at one point, you know, last last week you could play them both, especially you know, on the main slates where 
there were so many superstars playing, you know, either on by, you had the Pittsburgh guys on by, and then you had the Monday nighter and the Sunday nighter and the chiefs and, and the giants and the, and the Falcons. So there's some big time players sidelines. So you, you had to play those two. It's getting to the point now where you just kind of, if you fade them, obviously it's, it's super, super risky. It's, it's, it's kind of a must. Well, hold on. Ash. I do. I do want to present an opportunity for you to, yeah. uh, to ask. So Where's that one. All right. DraftKings, you can't fade Gurley. You're only saving a thousand to get down to Barkley. So yeah. there's that. Uh, but I say that with the same question I'm going to ask you for FanDuel. And I say, you know, you can't fade him, but can you? Like I said last week, you can't. And I said after last week, I said, if you don't start your lineup with the same thing you just said, I said, if you don't start your lineup with mm-hmm. Gurley and Thielen, just give me your money. However, on FanDuel, Gurley's $11,000. Yeah, there's a huge gap. He's he's eighteen hundred more than the next quarterback. He's twenty one hundred more than Barkley. Here's the kicker. This is what I'm going to throw at you. We know what the Denver run defense has been. It's been abysmal. It's just been destroyed. So Todd Gurley's eleven thousand on FanDuel. Kareem Hunt is eighty one hundred on DraftKings. Todd Gurley is ninety eight hundred. Kareem Hunt is seventy one hundred. Yeah, it makes no sense, and this is what I'm so going to talk about this, with the footballers is this tonight. What we should do? Should we pivot to hunt in both sites? Yeah, you should. And when I say fade, I mean cash. You play him because it seems like he just—it's girly, right? It's every single week with this guy. He's. He I don't seems know like if you even play him in cash with that price difference. If it, it wasn't it's, hunt, it's tougher it was, in Fanduel to play him in cash. I don't know. Twenty-seven hundred on DraftKings. It's just, it's just like your defense. Right. It is. The the thing is, I, I'm all for fading him in tournaments, actually, like because the minute that he has one of these off games is the minute where, you know, and you're off of him, you're going to have those you're, you're going to be successful. Right. And it, right. And it could lead to a, a tournament win. There's a couple backs in that range, Jake, that I like. And I'm going to talk about this with the footballers tonight. Like why spend up? It, it was the same thing. They, I think two weeks ago with Melvin Gordon. He was $2,000 cheaper than Gurley, and I think they had a very similar day, maybe separated by a couple points. And if you played Gordon, you were on your way. It's Hunt, Connor, and even Mixon in those price range. Those three guys are – those are the backs that I'm looking at, and, and it just it's, – it saves so much money. You're right. Like right now I have a lineup in, on DK where I have Connor, Mixon, and Hunt, and I'm just locked in with, with all three of those guys. I think there's enough value at wide receiver to, uh, to make that happen. So – I don't know. To answer your question, like fade them in tournaments, I, it's just really tough to to fade them in cash. You know, everybody. What I've noticed is, and he was ninety percent owned last week in yeah. one of my double ups. There was like five hundred people in it. Like it's, it, he's just been automatic. But yeah, the play is to fade him in tournaments and just hope he doesn't have a game and save the cash, right? Yeah, but I'm telling you, I'm considering the cash. I'm considering just because, again. If we were talking, you have to drop down to David Johnson with the way that he's playing, or Christian McCaffrey, or Joe Mixon, or I mean, no, just play Gurley. But the the fact that Kareem Hunt is there, like it's this actually specifically Kareem Hunt, because it's Kareem Hunt. I'm like, I just I don't this. I know I said that last week, but I didn't expect the pricing to be what it was. And to me, that's just like, I can't ignore a cream hunt at that kind of, I mean, we're talking almost a quarter savings, actually more than a quarter savings on DraftKings. I, th- I think he'll be the most owned back cream hunt. hunt. Yeah. Because for one, obviously because we're of talking that. about the price, 
We're talking about the matchup. Uh, you know, so much in fantasy is like recency bias. We we saw Hunt on on prime time, and he's really just he's feeling it now, right? We kind of complained about him at the start of the season. At least 80 rushing yards in four straight games. At least 130 total yards in three of his last four. He scored a touchdown now in six straight games, right? He's got th- he had three in his last game. And then this matchup is phenomenal. It's Denver's allowing 5.3 yards per carry. It's the highest mark in the league. So, like, Hunt is a really, really good play this week. Um, so I feel like his ownership will be extremely high. He's the guy that I kind of pivot around. Like, he's the, my staple of my cash game lineups. I want to play him in tournaments too, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's the he's the highest owned back in, in big, big tournaments this week. I yeah, I could, I, could, I could definitely see that as well. So, so, all right, let's talk about a little bit more this week with – one that's a great matchup, but two is situation. The team as a whole is confusing. So let's start at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trubisky, is he now in the range of trustworthy? I'm not talking about DFS, obviously, but do you trust Trubisky now? I do. Uh, Trubisky was, was my breakout quarterback, man. He's somebody that I thought had could be a borderline QB one this season because of all the weapons they bring in. And, you know, you bring in Matt Nagy, all of a sudden, all the weapons, the line is good, two backs. Say what you want about the running backs. There's, there seems to be slight change in guard. They're both getting used, but I think the biggest reason I think he's safe is his rushing ability. And I think that was certainly on point last week. He had that nice rushing touchdown. There was one play where it looked like he was going to go out of the bounds and then he just kind of shimmied and it was this little stutter step. And he, he ran for another 10 yards or so last year in what I, again, brutal weapons and a (laughs) brutal coach. He still ended up having the eighth most rushing yards per game at the quarterback position. He was, he had more than Blake Bortles, who provided obviously some safety on the ground, some sneaky value. But for for a guy like Trubisky, go look at the game log. 32 rushing yards on seven attempts, 24 fine, a bit of a down week. He had a rushing touchdown week one, three on 53, eight for 47, six for 81. Those are just the rushing games. That's just what he's doing on the ground. And he's got two rushing touchdowns. And then you go over and see, oh, wow, he's got three straight 300-yard passing games. And there's some weapons in that offense and there's some explosive players in that offense when they get the ball in space. Taylor Gabriel, I think, is a sneaky play this week against the Jets secondary. Tariq Cohen is is good. He's great. And they want to get him the ball in space to make it happen. And Trey Burton is a borderline okay. top that's, five tight end. So that's where I'm going yeah, next. So hold absolutely. On. I think he's I think he's he's safe. You can play him. All right, so let's talk about the backfield, and because you just brought him up, and Tariq Cohen. Yeah, it, it's you know Jordan Howard's week last week saved by a touchdown. Is this because we've gone through this before, and we went through it last year. We went through it earlier this season, where it looks like, hey, the change is coming. This is pretty much a split backfield, fifty-fifty, and in that scenario, you want the more explosive player. You want Tariq Cohen. But again, we've done this before. And then Jordan Howard, 24 carries against the Cardinals. Again, it's the Cardinals, so of course that helps. But it's more so the fact that we've gone down this road and then it goes back to Jordan Howard all of a sudden. So is this year different? Is, is it the fact that that's the only game? So by the way, for everybody out there, that was the only game that Jordan Howard's even had more than 15 carries. His season high is 15 outside of the Arizona game. So is it now, is it that much of a split? And are we considering Tariq Cohen not just better in PPR, but maybe even better in non-PPR? Yeah, I had him ranked last week in ahead of Howard in standard, and it worked out. 
this that was the most snaps that he's played the percentage wise and it's increased every single week it's i don't have the numbers right in front of me but it was like roughly 30 low 40s it's it's increased every single week and this past week he played over 50 and that was a season high for him 50 percent. so it is getting to that point i still think jordan howard is the goal line back you have to take obviously that into consideration when they get down there. He did fumble a couple weeks ago on the one. They went back to him in overtime. He still gave him some carries. He still is going to have more carries than Tariq Cohen, but you're right. I mean, go look at them. The first couple weeks, it was really nice, 15, 14, 24, then 11, 14, and 12, and not really being all that efficient. And like I said, Cohen is the new coaching staff here with Matt Nagy, and they're getting the ball in space to Cohen. They're using him not only on the ground, like a you know, to on top of it, right? It's 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 decent. He's got fifty three yards, fifty three yards, thirty one last week, fourteen, whatever. But he's getting a lot of work in the passing game. Trubisky targeted him and uh, Burton like thirty times. Like yeah. <laughs> these, like Cohen is he may be the number one option in this offense. Like so. It, Here's what I, I was saying. Him, I would have him ranked ahead of Howard, and even in standard. Cohen and Close. Jordan Howard are what we expect the tit- Titans to be. Yeah. And Cohen's Deion Lewis. He's the mid RB two who has even more upside than that on any given week. And this is what we wanted. So, last one, and then I want to bring up. I want to ask you quickly about the Titans. But this whole situation, Taylor Gabriel, I am pretty high on him this week for a bounce back, uh, mostly because. This is the whole, I was burned, I'm not using them. So that's why, especially, shh, like I'm in DFS. Really yeah, like I'm in DFS. Cheap, yeah. Because Buster Scryan has been destroyed defensively. And he still might not play. And his replacement, I f- it's like Patterson or Peterson or P- something. like I forget, I got to look it up again because I don't remember every defensive player off the top of my head. This is why I don't play IDP. But I do look these players up and get the numbers for them and everything. But all that being said, whoever it is, is even worse for Taylor Gabriel with his matchup, or like worse is it's better for Taylor Gabriel in the slot this week. So Perry Nickerson, I know there's a P in there. It's Perry Nickerson who plays the slot the most. So yes, Anthony Miller will spend some time in the slot, but we know Taylor Gabriel spends a lot of time there. Whatever it may be, this secondary is abysmal. Taylor Gabriel back in your lineup this week, or you're too he's too boomer bust for you. He he is a little boomer bust, but I would play him this week. I you're right on point with with the matchup. I think seven wide receivers have had over a hundred yards against the Jets so far this season, and a lot of a lot of touchdowns too. So, yeah, much like how I feel about Tree Cohen is kind of how I feel about Taylor Gabriel. Is we saw a little bit of that in Atlanta before, just like a gadget player not getting a lot of targets, getting the ball in space and being explosive. And that's what I've seen from Chicago. And they've even taken some deep shots with him down the field, which has kind of surprised me a little bit. But yeah, Gabriel, even in a standard league, I can get behind him being a a flex guy, you know, borderline top 35 wide receiver. Yeah. And in DFS, I like him too. It's a lot of bears I like. Every every week, I'm (laughs) on board with the Chicago team. I told Pat they'd flirt flirt with the division. He called me crazy. Now, I don't think they'll win it, I still think Minnesota's better, but Chicago is probably a better all-around team than, than Green Bay. So Perry Nickerson is the eighth best matchup on yards per reception this week, as well as many other numbers, including the points per uh, snaps and PFF. Great, like it's just it's a very nice matchup. By the way, you know who's worse than him matchup-wise? Mm, no. Worse defensively, better for the opponent. Janoris Jenkins this year. 
Interesting. I was going to ask you about Jenkins last last week when the Eagles played um, the Giants in that Thursday night football game. I was going to ask you your thoughts on him. He's been pretty disappointing. He definitely has been. I think that's, I mean, the team has been disappointing altogether. I don't want to talk. Well, I did enough <laughs> on the stupid Giants yesterday and the, the fact that, you know, here, you know, I'm a Bulls. You know this, I'm a Bulls. They're doing the Bulls. They're trying to play both games. You don't rebuild and actually have giant contracts and contend at the same time, you moron. And I know they're going to the full rebuild now, but you're still, yeah. you can't do a full, full rebuild. Like, you know what? I put the poll out yesterday, Chris, and I, I was not expecting it to be close, but I was expecting, I mean, a little sensibility out there. I said, who has more hope now for the future, the Giants or the Raiders? And it was the same thing I brought up on the show yesterday. The reason I said that is because the Raiders, I know their direction. Even now, John Gruden looks like an idiot. This is probably going to blow up in their face. Nothing but, but at least they're picking a direction and going with it. They're going to full blow up. They have three first rounders. They have a crap ton of cap space. Mm-hmm. At least they're going all in with what they're trying to do. The Giants don't have cap space, even with getting rid of Harrison. They don't have first rounders. They're getting wonderful fourth and fifth rounders, which work out so often in the NFL. <laughs> and that's the thing is like you're stuck with Odo Beckham's contract. And I say stuck. Odo Beckham's terrific, but you're stuck with Solder's contract. You're stuck with wasting two to three years of Barkley and Odo Beckham. And now that's the short version of what happened yesterday, Chris. That's why I said it's a legitimate conversation, at least for me, to say the Raiders might have a brighter hope at least initially because at least they're going one way and maybe it blows up but at least they're going for it the Giants are trying to play this back and forth thing yeah this the solar contract looks looks real bad now especially when you see you know the state of the team and you you know was it Sherman on the sidelines there Sherman on the sidelines when he had sure. said well no and I told this to Joe yesterday everybody's on that mouthing the Odell oh. Beckham one, oh no that I thought you were going to go with the coaching I was going to say no I don't care about Mike Shula yeah, I don't care about um, you know him going for it too. Whatever, man. Analytics teams are doing it. They they feel like they have. A, we just talked about kickers on top of the show, like not not making extra points or, or kicking field goals. So you want to go for it? You have a guy like Odell Beckham and you have a guy like Barkley. I think you should go for it. Um, but even still, like I would agree. I think the Raiders probably have the better future. Now you have Beckham and Barkley. That's a pretty good one-two punch but there's still a lot of other missing pieces if they go into the draft next year and they find themselves a quarterback we're sitting here it's like okay maybe the giants are fine again but to your point uh, they're not going all in on the rebuild and oakland is so i kind of have to applaud you know gruden is as much as we make fun of him he knows like he's looking at this Oakland Raiders team and looking inside the division and seeing Kansas city. There's no way in hell that Oakland is anywhere close to competing. Why not trade your two best assets and get some first round picks for them? Why not? Plus, it's fine. He's got, you got five. he's got yeah, time. <laughs> he's got time to rebuild. He knew that getting the job anyways. Come on. Like if anybody on the outside thought that the Oakland Raiders would compete for a championship this year, because Gruden knew going into this, that it was going to be like this. He's, Lil Mack, great defensive player, obviously, kind of wasting his talents. Amari Cooper, we can't figure it out with Amari Cooper. Let's get a first-round pick. We spent a first-round pick on him. Let's get one. And now they have, what, five in the next two years? I don't know how capable Gruden is at the draft. Like, he just hasn't, you know, been that guy before. Yeah, but, hey, man, get those picks because you're just wasting talent. Like, 
what's the point of having Cooper on your roster for the next three or four years and then and then him signing a contract next year? What's the <laughs> point of that? You didn't even have to quantify that with three or four years, by the way. <laughs> right, a couple. But what's the point? There's no point. Char- no. I talked about the Atlanta Hawks, and I said, what the hell's the point of keeping Paul Millsap? These guys looked at me like I was ridiculous. I said, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to go to the NBA Finals. That's a given. The Atlanta Hawks are going to get a first-round exit. That's a given. Why are you holding on to Paul Millsap for your fans? You're, you're trying to please your fans with two home games and maybe you're going to win a game or two. They should have traded Paul Millsap at the deadline, acquired some picks, acquired some guys. Instead, they played, they kept him. They got swept in the first round and they lost Paul Millsap through free agency to the Denver Nuggets. It's like, it's just not smart. You have to look at the big picture. It's like the 76ers. Trust the process. Figure it out. Oakland needs to come up with a hashtag or trust the process. Stop talking basketball, Chris. I'm just that's it's the listening. same philosophy, though. You know what I mean? Like, just no, you're 100 right. Yeah, you know what the, the most common? You know what the most common response I got back to right. is that you, to your quarterback thing about the Giants, but and just get a few offensive linemen. Oh yeah, because that's the easiest <laughs> thing yeah. to do in the NFL is to get quality offensive linemen. Yeah, there's a good 25 teams in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're tryouts. They'll show up. They'll, they'll line up outside the stadium. They'll, they'll be ready. They'll they got it covered. So they'll pick up a few offensive linemen. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's why they, that's why Solar got the contract he did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. they're they're so easy to find. Um. Actually, you know what? Speaking of buying things, we'll close out today's show with this. I have this whole list, and I would say, do you want? to buy into these situations at all. I'm going to call them fantasy wastelands, Chris. How about that? Okay. Tell me if there's anything in this fantasy wasteland that you want. First one up, Redskins wide receivers. <laughs> um, you know, I had some hope with Paul Richardson because there just really wasn't anything there. But I mean, what's like, what's the upside? There hasn't been anything there all year. Doxson's been in and out of the lineup and has been pathetic. I don't think he has a game in his career with a hundred yards or five catches. He's just been an extremely big disappointment. Crowder hurt again. And Who, what's who's the more disappointing? Kevin White, Devontae Parker, or Josh Doxson? I think, I think Doxson because people have just already for like for me not this White's, year career 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 it's Doxson I think. Because really, I was gonna say Kevin White. I, I would, you know, I, I thought about Kevin White, but I feel like, um, you know, that ship has just sailed now for a couple of years. Like it's just been a given that he's just not right. Well, that's what I'm saying. But Dawson, at least Dawson. People went into the season. I was one of them talking about how many red zone targets he was seeing last. Like there was still a little bit of hope left. I, I don't that's know. why he's more disappointing to me because there's still hope for this guy, and <laughs> he just hasn't done anything. So like nobody talked about Kevin White this year. But we all talked about Everybody's Josh. People Doxton. were still making excuses for Devontae Parker too. Yeah, Parker's been disappointing too. But I don't. I don't think there has been a lot of hype with him. But I don't think there's been as much. Um, I think that Parker has the best chance to be something out of that trio. I think he needs to to get out of Miami, get himself in another situation. He's very talented. He's the only one that still functions. He's at least had good it, games. Barely. Doxson hasn't had good games. No. And my and Kevin White you know hasn't. Like Kevin you White, if he would have found the end zone last week on that Hail Mary, oh my God. he might have turned his career around. <laughs> Did you see Trey was... Burton put his hands up in the air? Like, come on, push him yeah. in. It wasn't I it. know. I know. I, um, you don't think if Crowder was healthy, anything left for him? Um, it's a huge if at this point because he's been hurt now 
nonstop. Yeah, what's happened with this ankle? The ankle never sounded like it was going to be this serious. No, it kind of just came out of nowhere, and he's already doubtful again this week. And last year he had the hip injury, and at times Alex Smith just looks completely lost with this offense. No, to answer your question, I don't want anything to do with any of these Washington wide receivers. I'd have to be in a team league to roster uh, Richardson. All right, next fantasy wasteland. We're going to stick with wide receivers for now. Bills wide receivers. (laughs) No chance. Absolutely not. Not even Kelvin Benjamin? Not even Kelvin. This guy doesn't even – it feels like when I watch Kelvin Benjamin and maybe you know playing in Buffalo does this to you, Seems like he doesn't even try. And last week was obviously a good week for him. Not even try. Hold on. This doesn't is the guy like that's trying. <laughs> he trolled his own team. Josh right. Allen said, do you want some extra practice before the game? And the dude said, no. <laughs> like, come on. There, like, this has to be the biggest writing on the wall that Benjamin is definitely 100% not a Buffalo Bill. It's more of a lock, I think, than Bell not being a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, he just he hasn't shown the work ethic, hasn't shown the effort. He's yeah, you mentioned trolling his own team and then the camps. I want, like, I I don't somebody, I want to know what the exactly exact words were because I kind of feel like it was like a nah, bro. Like like kind of like like I don't. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Have you seen our yeah, record? Nah, bro. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's it's the Vontae Davis. Like it's just. I feel kind of bad for the Bills. Like their defense is really, really good, but they can't do anything on offense. And oh my goodness, last week was really tough to watch with with Anderson. In oh, there. Another quick sidebar for you. Then speaking of that, are you surprised as I am that Rashard Matthews got another job? I mean, I know the Jets are desperate, but at the same time, this dude, like at least Vontae Davis, retired. Rashard Matthews just said, "I'm quitting. I don't want to play with you anymore." I'm not. I told you a couple of weeks ago I thought that he would get picked up by somebody, and then and then I was like, well, maybe he won't. So I was kind of surprised. I was kind of hoping guess, he wouldn't. Initially, no, I'm not. Like he wanted out of that situation. He wasn't. You know, the snaps, his snap no, counts no, were like, down. You know Matthews did, it was hold on, no, no, it wasn't the whole even take the ball and go home. Like Rashad Matthews was the you go over your buddy's house and you're playing Madden and you're whooping him, and he says. He rage quits, but not only rage quits, he takes the controller and the game with him so you can't even keep playing. That's what Rashard Matthews did. Guys. Yeah, well, you make me want to hate Matthews because I don't like those guys. Like, selfish. But yeah, he wanted out of that situation, and I can't blame him. It's so, so do it after the year. Do it after the year, but... Kelvin Benjamin's doing it. He's forcing himself out of Buffalo, but at least he's still playing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but Matthews was like, he was hardly playing. I don't and- care. Baby, yeah. that's another team too that kind of frustrates me. I watch them and and Derek Henry, the Titans. The Titans. Derek well, Henry, that was going to be the next question. All right, yeah. Titans wide so, receivers. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I, <laughs> I, I am interested a little bit still in Corey Davis. I'm going to fall down this road with him. Um, I guess I'm actually now, a little interested in Tajay Sharp because I'll tell you why. Here, let me set it up for you, and then you tell me if maybe I can get you on the Sharp bandwagon. Not that I really want to start a bandwagon for Tajay Sharp. <laughs> small. But, but if you watch the game and knowing Marcus Mariota and who he is, and they mentioned it during the game, even said that he doesn't throw red zone interceptions because he's so safe, but he works the middle of the field. That's why Delaney Walker was so valuable even late into his career is he works, he works, he works the middle of the field. Tajay Sharp saw a ton of targets in that game, and he worked the middle of the field. I still want Corey Davis over Tajay Sharp every day of the week, but maybe Tajay Sharp becomes a thing. Yeah, out of the three teams we're talking about, 
Um, you Titans know, have the most. Yeah, the Titans have the most. The, my problem with them and, you know, you know, part of it's on Mariota, and I thought the coaching change. They don't take any shots down the field, I don't feel like. It doesn't stretch the defense, and every time that Derrick Henry comes on the field, it's just a given what's going to happen. And he, he, he's been, he hasn't been efficient. I just don't think Henry's this bad. Taylor, you're right, with the targets, or not Taylor, Sharp had the targets last week. He had that red, like, again, last week, coaching change or not, they get inside the red zone there at the end to make that play. It's an empty back set. They have no backs at all, and they target a five-foot, what is he, 11, 7, <laughs> Sharp, wide out in the end zone on double car- is that, coverage. Is that Canadian 7-11, 11-7? <laughs> yeah, and what the hell? What are you doing? You have a back. At least put Henry in the in the on the game in the field, and we're open eleven target, days a week, seven hours at a time. Yeah, seven eleven, bud. And and <laughs> and and why don't you uh, target Corey Davis? Is a big body like uh, it's, it's Marcus Mariota. He doesn't want everyone. To- and then and then that's right. Everyone says Mariota, fine Mariota. And then if you notice in that game, that London game, he hit two or three wideouts wide open, and they just drop the ball because these guys are not very good. Oh yeah, they're not sharp. All we want sharp's getting a bunch of targets. That's there's value in that in deep formats and PPR. But (laughs) hey, Chris, you can't catch. Remember when we were excited about Johnny Smith? Remember (laughs) that? Yeah, I was 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 excited about Johnny Smith. I'm pretty sure I wrote him up in a dynasty league. I said Johnny Smith, get him in your deep dynasty (laughs) league. Slaney Walker be out soon. All right, here's the last one. Brutal. Now, for somebody that actually asked me this yesterday, they're like, "Oh, I really see the appeal." of A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. I, I want to start all three of them, and I could trade for Boyd to do so. And I'm like, dude, you don't stack in seasonal. Stop. No, chill out. Like, yeah. it definitely could work out. The matchup's terrific, but don't trade. Like, if you had them on your team, you just happen to pick up Tyler Boyd, okay, fine. I was still trying to find a way to trade one of them away because, again, this is seasonal, not DFS. But the question I'm going to ask you, Chris, is between one of these teams, if you had to start four players... You have to pick one of these teams this week. Start four players from that team. Are you taking the 49ers or the Jets? <laughs> what a question. Um, I take the 49ers. Who would the four be? <laughs> I don't even know. That's <laughs> well, I'm hoping Brita will play. All right, he's out. Ah, he's out. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying that I'm 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 throwing that in there. Like I'm assu- seriously, the 49ers, come on. The dude's dealing with the ankle sprain. You keep throwing him out there. Like, just give him a week off. It's not like you're fighting for a playoff spot. True. And I had this conversation with Pat before. Like, why did he? And then that, Pat. This no, is we can Jake Seeley and Chris Meany all in sports. This is not the Pat Mayo hour. Okay. Well, I had this conversation with someone before. And <laughs> I, I forget where I'm going with it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brita. So, like, now it's just a, now it's just a complete tricky confusing situation because burrito wasn't supposed to be active a couple weeks ago then he was and he was good and morris got passed on the depth chart fine i'm gonna tell you something i told pat then oh pat bring him up yeah there you go change my answer by the way too to the jets are you so (laughs) i was was saying is if burrito is supposed to play and ready to roll you bench him because he's coming out of the game and then if he's questionable all the way up until game time, you play him because he's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Good luck figuring that out. Honestly, like it's just, if Brita doesn't play, then you can. All right, hold on. I'm writing them down right now. So we got Mostert, Kittle. So I guess you would have to go Bethard, wouldn't you? 
I would have to go Bethard, and unfortunately, yeah, with the big zero, I'd have to go him. But what am I looking at the other side? I'm looking at Jermaine Curse, everybody's favorite waiver wire pickup. <laughs> this guy had zero well, two. That's the one good thing about Richard Matthews coming in is you can move Curse back into the slot where he needs to be. Yeah. So what are you going Jets wise? Where do you go, Darnold Crowell? <laughs> I guess obviously because no blah boom boom Powell. Yeah, and I still and I would go Robbie. I mean, but uh, who's your fourth? I'd have to play the loser curse. I'd have to. Uh, hold on. So hold on. Let's go head to head here. I don't know. Darnold, Crowell, Robbie, curse versus Bethard, Mostert, Goodwin. Kid. I think I might take the 49ers. Yeah. You, you know, thinking it over and you repeating, I was right initially on my instinct. And I think because overall the best player is Kittle. Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the best guy. So like, give me the top five tight end. Plus who, it's a terrible matchup for the Jets. Catches every week. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, Darnold, as much as I gave him some praise over the first few weeks of the season, now I know he's a rookie and some inexperiences that's going to be there with him. I did, did definitely didn't like what I saw from him last week. I thought this was some horrible throws. I know it was Minnesota, uh, but this is a tough defense too, and the Bears can get after you. So he's going to be pressured, and then then he'll have another tough matchup later. He's going to have the Bills twice. And like I said, like Bills, we can laugh at him all we want, but it's all a defense, man. They get after the yeah. quarterback too, so. I guess what, what brutal <laughs> options. Thanks. I thought you were going to say like, if you could stack any team because it's no, that's not how we play the game. Teams. You're right. It's about um, somebody asked me the other day, they have cousins and Thielen and they have all their backs are, they have a lot of backs. So they're trading Christian McCaffrey and they said they can get digs from McCaffrey. And I was like, well, I wouldn't go all in. Like it, it could work out for you. Like the Vikings are really good. They're going to put up some points. But I wouldn't like try to get someone else, like a different wide receiver. He ended up getting uh, AJ Green from McCaffrey, which I thought was was really nice. Um, but you can get by. I think Nando tweeted that out after week two. You could have had the entire Ram squad if you were lucky enough. You could have drafted Gurley first overall. You could have taken Cooks, Cup, Woods a couple rounds after that, and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, like with one of your last picks, and you would be seven and zero. Tell me you wouldn't be seven zero with that squad. You're seven zero. Yeah, probably. What do you mean probably? Hundred percent. You're seven zero. I mean, who's your running back to? I mean, your running back it doesn't too matter. Might be. You have Gur- two two running backs and Gurley. Eh, maybe yeah, Woods has been. <laughs> I, I told you my the team best and it's, on that team. It's crazy. I told you my team and it's got two losses. I know. I don't know how that happened. And what, it's three losses. One is a points loss because we do the tie break because now I'm trying to do the time shift in my head because there's something. There's the stuff for the after the show and then the stuff. I don't I don't know. I, I can't back to the future. I don't remember if we talked about it before or after you this point of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we've cut, we've been all over. I, before we get out of here, I want to get your thoughts on Green Bay. Like, would you play Cobb this week? Like who's going to be Green Bay? They're going to have to throw the ball. Oh, that's yeah. obvious. They're going to have to toss the ball. And now you got Allison back. You got Cobb. You got Adams. MBS has been good. Like I oof. play Cobb if he's active. If I don't, but see, you might have better. I don't. I'm not looking to. But if you tell me the choice of do I think it's going to be Cobb or Valdez Scantling, I think it's going to be Cobb. Like if Cobb's healthy, he'll be the slot option. But I'm only looking to play Allison as the wide receiver options because would Cobb leave early and surprise me? No, absolutely not. Would it surprise me if he doesn't, if he doesn't even leave to an injury, doesn't look that good. And they bring in Valdez Scantling because he doesn't look that good because let's face facts is he had some decent showings before he got hurt. 
but he's kind of gone down the whole Larry Fitzgerald where these you you know he's at the end. Yeah, it, it's it's just an interest. It's interesting to me because like Valdez Scantling has been really good over the past couple weeks, and it's kind of a shame. And I understand all the reports now, really, with you know wanting to deal Cobb, and you know probably the injury that he suffered is kind of put a halt on that like he's not going to get dealt now i don't think but is it just right. me does this feel like the most active nfl trade deadline ever yeah and i think we'll i think we're going to see one more big this move is not normal i know i think we'll see one more big move and i think it i honestly think it'll be the eagles i think they're going to do something but you want janoris jenkins <laughs> well i really want patrick peterson i going to happen no um, it's not but no yes you think the trade deadline every single year we hear all these names and then, like, the Nothing big... happens. No, yeah, it's like Hassan Reddick was traded for a seventh rounder. Like, that's the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Like, oh, okay. The Hyde one shocked me. And then I heard the Amari Cooper rumors, and I'm like, they're not getting a first for Cooper. <laughs> and then, yeah, See, sure enough. To go back to the Giants Raiders thing, like, come on. Like, if nothing else, that right there made me pause a little bit on my hate for John Gruden. Right. I, that's what I mean. Applaud him. Like, he got a first round for Amari Cooper. You deserve, yeah, absolutely. What they spent a fourth overall pick on him, and he's and he couldn't have been more disappointing. I think that's about the number of times he's shown up. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Who's laughing now when I call them this generation Santana Moss? Everybody. Oh, and now the fact that he's I got so trash for that all the time. Cooper deserves to have that star on his logo. Like Dallas is the most overhyped team (laughs) ever. And now that he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys, I already see like Cowboys Nation, like, oh my God, we got the wide receiver and the like fourth overall. He's still twenty four years old. Like, still, <laughs> like, yeah, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. His best games have been in the slot, and he's not getting in the slot in Dallas. Right now, and that's where he needs to be. He's actually a pretty dang good slot receiver, but that's not where he plays, unfortunately. And actually, Dak Prescott, I mentioned this on the show, so people know this already, but. He is throws less catchable balls to the outside receivers than Derek Carr does. So yeah, we'll see. My nightmare scenario is this works out for the Cowboys, and then I'm not going to hear the end of it. I, I just know that because that's my nightmare. I get yeah. it from their standpoint. Like I understand. Like you, you don't have anybody in the passing game. You want to stretch the field a little bit and you know open things up for Zeke. You, their offense is pretty. <laughs> There's only three players I root to fail. He's one of them. <laughs> Cooper, <laughs> is it just because all the hype? Like every year, guys, yes. right? Tree. Just, every year, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. The yeah. other two are Tavon Austin and Jared Cook. <laughs> Tavon Austin is just jokes. Like that guy got paid a million dollars a catch in his career in, with the with the Rams. Hey, don't you remember that th- almost thousand total yards? That, well, not if you actually include returns, he did have it. But I mean, the rushing and receiving, and then oh my God, he's just. You don't. You just use him everywhere. He'll be so amazing. Like, yeah, enjoy the Santana Moss version, Tavon. Like, whatever you want to call him. Then Jared Cook was uh, same thing until finally this year, and then he has quiet game before the bye. I, I'm just. I'm so hoping again. If I ever met him in real life, I'm not gonna be like, hey, I hope you suck, dude. Like, <laughs> just um, this is all tongue in cheek and purely from a fancy perspective. I don't hope real life wise. I hope the best for Marky. Let's be real. Like when we talk yeah. about real life and real players and the actual, like I always hope the best for everybody. When I talk about fancy wise, I hope he sucks for the rest of his life, and I hope Jared Cook has <laughs> three point games for the rest of the season. 
fair, man. I, as an Eagles guy, I'm with you. Like, I could, I don't want the Cowboys to be successful at all. So I wouldn't mind. And they spent that first round pick. Like, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot for Cooper. So, well, Chris, me, you don't trade a first rounder and not give him twelve targets a game. <laughs> well, that's when I had said that about you know, the overhype and him being a member of the Dallas Cowboys initially, again, like all the Cowboys fans came out of the woodwork and they were just like, yep, he's going to get, he's not going to be used like he was in Oakland. He's going to get 10 to 15. No, you're still the same team that wants to run the football. He's still going to play at the same slow ass pace. He's not getting 15 targets a game. There's no way. And you mentioned it. Dak is not accurate, man. He missed so many throws with Dez. Like that's why Dez had, had like, yeah, he lost a step, but, Here's my favorite. We'll, we'll close out on this. Is if you know if you guys have never seen it, go to YouTube and I don't remember the search, but if you played around with it, you'll probably find it. Just look for Dak Prescott targeting Des Bryant or something like that. It's oh, specifically, yeah, yeah, it's the one where they're inside the five yard or right around the five yard line, and it's three straight passing plays to Des Bryant that were one behind him and two overthrows, one wildly overthrown. And he missed them three straight times on three straight plays, all at the goal line for Des Bryant. And none of them were Des Bryant's fault. No, it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. I think I brought this up with you before. And Romo did one of the games, and he's like, Dak's got to make that throw. Like, it's, it was too easy. It's too easy to toss it up to Des in the red zone, one on one coverage. Are you kidding me? Like, he had, <laughs> him and Romo made a living hey, of it. It's but, like 16 touchdowns. Chris. My buddies say that if you gave them 10 passing attempts, they could complete one in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the hell. I, I have, you know me when I get fired up in some arguments. I, I do. That was probably one of the most ticked off I've ever been in an argument in my life because they were arguing so hard that they could complete a pass in the NFL if you gave them 10 passes. Yeah, they started trying to throw, you give me Todd Gurley an hour route. I don't, I don't care what the flipping hell I give you. I don't care if I give you Todd Gurley standing in front of your face six yards away from the offensive line. You have a clean pocket and there's no defender. You're not completing it because there's like a half a second of the time that you have to make that throw and a defender's coming over. You don't have that kind of intelligence to play in the NFL. Agreed. <laughs> God, I hear that. I, like, as you can tell, that still fires me up to this day. I could sense it. I could sense it in your voice a little bit. Yes. This is the same people are like, yeah, I could hit a curveball. No, no, you can't. Oh, yeah. I can hit a curveball. All right. No chance, man. Let's no talk chance. about the numerous best of the best of the best players in college ranks that never make it to the minors or never even make it to the practice squad of an NFL team. But yeah, you could jump off your couch tomorrow and go complete a pass in the NFL or hit a curveball or a fastball or what? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no chance. You couldn't even bunt a curveball. No. I've actually tried. <laughs> you don't want to bunt a curveball. What are those 12 to 6? No, you don't. Those 12 to 6 coming in at Kershaw coming in at you like that? You're not hitting that. Oh, hey, we'll close out with that, actually. It's up 2 nothing. Any chance the Dodgers win the World Series? No, oh, it's over, man. <laughs> it's over. It's, uh, Do the Dodgers win two games? Yeah, they'll win, they'll win two games. Do it a three at home? Yeah, they'll win two or three at home. Yeah, I'd say that. They'll win the next one, and then the Red Sox, and then I give the Dodgers another one. It's Boston's just, oh, man, they're so strong. They're just so strong. They just don't – I know the Dodgers lineup's really good too, but they just – the Red Sox, there's so many scrappy hitters, man. Like, they're all tough outs, like all of them. In that series against Houston, I think they had like 21 two-strike hits. They just, you just can't get them out. 
And, and all of a sudden, Ben Attendee's just a vacuum in the outfield. That, he's oh, always been good, but... That outfield is... Yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice, man. And I don't think Mookie gets enough credit because, I mean, he could, he could be the center fielder easily, and Jackie Bradley Jr. is, is just so you know, smooth out there as well. And it'll be interesting because... Obviously, they go over the NL and they're talking about, you know, they want to have J.D. Martinez in the lineup. Now, he has an injury, but he says he's fine. And then Mookie can play second. So that's always interesting. I know Big Poppy, when they had that series, I think it was against uh, Philadelphia, perhaps. He, he didn't play a whole lot. He was playing a little bit of first. But, you know, it, that kind of does mess uh, you, with your mojo a little bit in the lineup. All of a sudden, you're playing Mookie at second base. So, um, you know, maybe the Dodgers get two to three, but Boston is, I, I can't see them losing, man. They're just they're straight <laughs> up feeling it all year. Obviously, they've been feeling it. little breaking news as we close the show. LaShawn McCoy is practicing despite being in the concussion protocol still. But Well, that doesn't make practicing. sense. Yeah, but, it, well, I mean, it, I guess it does for a potential. Don't get too excited. He might actually play uh, for Chris Ivory, obviously. Yeah. He might play this week. But, Chris... Tell everybody where they can find you. I'm t- Dude, you should just move down here to Virginia. First of all, you would save money. Second of all, for everybody that doesn't know, we just spent two hours talking. You only heard the hour that we recorded for the podcast, but it's just... <laughs> and time flies, right? Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, where, where can people find your stuff besides at Chris Meany on Twitter? Um, that's where you find it, man. No, uh, <laughs> fan tracks. Fan tracks get some rankings and, you know, some touches, tar- touches and targets articles. Uh, hockey, NBA, the athletic, uh, all over there, and uh, fantasy football. Hold on. How do you just like the athletic all over there? <laughs> it's the freaking athletic, dude. That's where our stuff is. You no, got I, all your I, basketball I think you, and I hockey. Think you just took it the wrong way. No, it's just, um, yeah, no, at the athletic. Now I'm super pumped that I'm at the athletic and that it's over there. Um, but yeah, go no. save 30%. Theathletic.com front slash all in sports. Yes, go go save. You get all of the content, not just Jake's wicked rankings. You get everything. Wicked, wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. Yeah, we were just talking about them. So, (laughs) and also, uh, the Giants promote Corey Coleman to the active roster. For the five Corey Coleman fans still out there. (laughs) Good way to finish the show. Cool. Yeah, that was a great way to finish. I, I guess I should close it out, shouldn't I? <laughs> All right. I'll be back Tuesday. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to be back for the Patreon on Monday. By the way, yes, the same thing, patreon.com for slash all in sports. There's obviously some news for that. So pay attention, sign up, support us. There's a contest there as well. A lot of good things. You'll find out about them. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, because close, I accidentally I accidentally was in two leagues this year with kickers that I didn't want to. The one I found out after the fact and what I didn't want to decline. And I'll tell you, everybody, the one I didn't want to decline was because he's a super f- close friend in the industry. He actually was one of the people that told me I should start the flex, the, the fancy leagues of experts for people that don't know. 
And we, you know, text and stuff like that. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS, he has an IDP league. And I said, yeah, I'll try IDP league. I didn't know it was IDP and a kicker. So oh. I have a lot of issues with that league, by the way. Hey, Jamie, friend of the show, I'm going to let you know. I hate the fact that there's a kicker, for, first of all. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that I was already in the league, I would just drop out. This is stupid. It's <laughs> IDP with nine. No, wait. One, two, three, four, six. Ten? Nine or ten IDP starters, which is way more than I wow, can use. Like, yeah, it's people I don't even know. So, um, and then the, here's the third one that really burns me, too. Is this that many IDP players? So you have to imagine you need at least one or two on your bench, which takes the spots of other players you need on your bench, and there's no IR spots. Like, oh, like tough, come yeah. on. Like, that's just, like I, I, we drafted way too early, and I ended up having Bosa and Olivier Vernon. Like, Bosa is still out. Vernon was – and they're chewing – I can't drop them. They're way too good. I mean, that's like dropping uh, uh, – somebody like Emmanuel Sanders. That'd be like dropping Emmanuel Sanders if he got put on the IR for two weeks. So Yeah, Bosa has, like, top 10 upside like when he's healthy for, you know, IDP. I'm in, I'm in an IDP league as well. We hold seven. That's a 14-team seven, and they're, they're huge. Like, the roster spots are, like, 33, 35, roughly in around that spot. And I find that's tough to hold seven. And because you're right, you want to hold a few bench guys too. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's getting tough. Like, I'm all for IDP leagues, but when people stretch it too, too far, it, it kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and give me some IR spots. I, 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 how, how are you? Like, are you in baseball too, like any fans? Oh, you, you do hockey and basketball. You do all of them. IR spots, yes or no, and then IR spots, do you like a limit? Because I mean, here's my argument, and people know this. I'm just going to put it out there first for everybody. Is IR spots are a must for me, and I say infinite. And if you want to cap it off, I don't care. Like, I say at least four or five just because here's the thing. Most sites, and if not, you can put it into your constitution that mm -hmm. it has to be a rule, but most sites nowadays – don't let you either one make roster moves if you have somebody who's in an IR spot that's not allowed to be there anymore, or two, you can't even set your list. So here's an example ESPN, you can't pick up anybody off waivers if you have somebody on your IR who is now questionable, doubtful, like whatever. A perfect example is we had waivers in my home league yesterday. I had to drop Kiki QT to go pick up Traquan Smith, and I didn't want to drop QT because today now he's out for the week and I could have put it, but I had to make that move because I couldn't make the move until I did. Um, conversely, my fantasy league will let you make those ad drops, but you can't submit your starting lineup with an IR violation. Like you can't even, your lineup is, you're screwed if you don't do it, if you don't take care of it. I actually like that a little bit better. I actually prefer that way. But that's my point is you don't have people putting people in the IR that don't deserve to be there for that's the, that's usually the biggest pushback I get, Chris. And my whole argument is it's already a lucky sport, like all, especially football, but all of them are. I mean, we're, we're luck driven here. You shouldn't force me to drop value because I suffered bad luck. There's nothing. Yes, you could say somebody's injury prone, and that's my own fault. I mean, if you drafted Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon, and like, I mean, Mixon's back now, but you get the point. It's like, if you did that, you probably made your own betting or dealing with it. But at the same time, you know, it, you know, if I drafted Leonard Fournette in one of my leagues, you know, I can't ignore that kind of value. And now you're penalizing me because he got hurt. And now I have to drop somebody because I did. And that's usually a thing, too. It's like, oh, it's a tough decision. Oh, so because my team is so good because I knew what I was doing and I have a strong team, I should have to drop somebody a value to help you out because I got the hit with the bad luck. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. You got to play with IR spots. I'm in the same, you know, the same kind of settings across Yahoo's the same. I, for example, I think um, Jack Doyle was, you know, he in a deeper league, he's been on my bench and I, uh, you can put him on IR. And I think this is just in your settings. And I don't think this is standard in Yahoo, but you can just, there's like an, if he's out, you can just put him on the IR, you drop him. And I went to add somebody yesterday actually, and I couldn't because Doyle returned to practice on Wednesday. So he's not out. So I had to take him out of that spot, right? drop him if I wanted to, to make that kind of move. So I agree there should be, you know, they're only starting to put IR spots in. I'm only starting to play with them in basketball recently. And I think that's just because, you know, people have spoken up. I've been one of them. There's been a lot of injuries in the NBA over the past couple of years. Guys are resting, guys are sitting out. Uh, but for the most part, you know, over the years, it's always been like what you said. You have to make those tough decisions. Like a guy like Chris Dunn is hurt. He's out four to six weeks. I still play in leagues right now where there's no IR spot. Like if you want him, you have to stash him. And that gets really, really tough in basketball. Typically, the benches are only like four or five guys. You get really behind the, the rest of your league if you were, if you keep a guy like like Barton, who's another guy who's out five to six weeks. It's, it's really tough to do that. And then in another league I play in, hey, if he's been hurt for two weeks, that's the threshold. Like if he's been sidelined for two weeks, then you get to put this guy on IR. So um, you can add them into your, you know, your league settings. I'm all about it. Fantrax does a really good job where you can have a guy on IR for, for three days, like talking about hockey and basketball. You can have a guy on IR for three days. And then once that three days is up and he's played, you know, over that three day span, then you can't make any moves. It's just like the same thing. You have to activate them and then you can make the moves. Like you can't. See, that makes sense. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like say you can take care of it. You can make contingencies or like you make your own rules if the, if the site yes. doesn't do it for you. I, you know, that adds a little bit because then obviously if you're the commissioner, you have to double check on some people if they don't, you know, they try to be sneaky or just forget. But yeah. the point being, like I said, most, I think nine out of 10 sites take care of it for you at this point anyway. So like, I'm, a, I'm in favor of two. Like I five is a bit much like maybe in football. I, I could get behind three or four because, you know, you, you typically see the injuries. ESPN only has to do four. Caps yeah. Four. ESPN four. Um, most here, Yahoo, on, most Yahoo's here. two. Um, I'm looking. Like, I'm looking. F- what? I like the the setting IR plus. Now people may not understand that unless they play yeah, hockey or basketball. No, so no, IR, yeah, yeah. IR plus is something me. on Yahoo. <laughs> so if somebody is actually on the IR, you can put them on IR. You have two IR spots. Fine. Boom. And then you have an IR plus. So if a guy is day to day and he's not going to play, like for example. I don't know. We got Marty from Canada who's a hockey fan. He'll know. Alexander Radulov hasn't played the last two games for Dallas. He's not on the IR. He's just considered day-to-day. So there, you can put him on an IR+. Plus. It's basically just like putting him on IR. It's just essentially like another IR spot. Of like a temporary um, IR? Yeah, it's like a temporary. And it's just easier to you know to uh, make the swaps that way. So boom, you put him on the IR+. Plus. Half an hour before the game, you see he's not going to play. You go and pick somebody up. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of makes me that makes me sense. Makes sense to me. Uh, here, here's the example I was actually going to give. So there's a team in my home league who did, drafted Leonard Fournette. He also had Devontae Freeman as a hangover from a keeper. Um, it was worth it. I understand you can make again. This is probably a, well, you should have drafted both of them. And again, it's just stupid. So any case, Leonard Fournette, Devontae Freeman. Uh, Delaney Walker was in the draft and you know, when he's not going to keep, it, I don't even know why he's rostering him there, but let's go back and let's say, I'm just using this as an example. Uh, you know what? I'll even throw out Delaney Walker because his third and as a keeper, he's only, he was only $2. So he might keep him despite being a quarterback. It's Leonard Fernandez, Devante Freeman and Jimmy Garoppolo. So 
He has, well, let's throw out Delaney Walker. He drops Delaney Walker. He suffers one more injury and he, like, he can't make moves. And that's the thing. Like, you have to end up dropping. So that's why I say, I understand people want the limit. And I'm not going to argue too much if you only want three. I'm just saying there are, there have been scenarios. Hell, you, actually, let's go back to it. Real time sports has unlimited. That's where labor is played for people that don't know. It's the yeah. league of a short, you know, alternate baseball reality. It's the one of the longest standing. It's not the, I think the longest standing I think experts right, yeah. baseball league that I'm in. Um, I won it two years ago, but last year I had, I'm not kidding you, Chris. I think I have the screenshot. If not, I'll look for it at the midpoint of the season. I had more than half of my starting lineup on the IR. Oh, I That's think I remember seeing that. Like, Daniel. yeah. So you start, was it nine pitchers, 14? So 23, I had, I want to say it was 13 people on the IR. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. Like, whatever. Like, when look at a real organization and these guys are hurt. I mean, they're not just dropping. Yeah, they don't them. have a limit they're and they're not trying them. to play a game. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, okay, people are going to get mad. You understood what I meant by that. Yes. Before you um, come at me. <laughs> so you're not just, yeah, you're not just throwing them on the waiver wire in real life. You're, you're rostering these guys. It's a team. And there is some strategy to holding these guys, you know, if you only have one or two IR spots. Um, but I'm all for at least three. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this week. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're only 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're all over the place here. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's got all over the place. All right, that probably connected with one person in the history of forever. There's a. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on real quick from this. I used to watch a ton of kung, ton, ton of kung fu movies in college, and oh, now I don't even remember the name of it. But it was, it was four factions or five factions because there were the elements, and you know there was fire, you know wind, earth, and all that type of stuff. And it's just something that my friends and I always do. There's one reference and he cuts them and they actually do. They spill out like his entrails and the guy goes, his guts are all over the place because, you know, everything's always dubbed over. So, <laughs> yes. Over so, my head, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. I got to find out what the name of that movie was. But in any case, speaking of which, I'm winning the playoffs unless I have bad luck. I, I made the trade for Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did it like as we recorded. I was like, yeah, I got cool because waivers run at noon. So I was just like, eh, you know, I, I got to do it because. Yeah. I mean, why not? You, you're going. But no, I got blo- two, two people texted me immediately from the league. Uh, and are they're pissed? Yeah, <laughs> deservedly so. Because the first that- place guy just acquired Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. So for everybody that doesn't, no, actually not even first, we're tied for first place because my home league, as everybody should do, does double headers. Whether you want to do it. The, we do the top six scores. Some people do the your score versus the average score of the week. Either way. I've always preferred double headers because I hate seeing it's just you're the second highest scoring team and you just happen to have the unfortunate luck of facing the highest scoring team. I know some people are fine with that. I'm not saying you have to play that way. It's just double headers for me. I've always loved it. We've always loved it. Well, not always, but since we've been doing it. So I'm tied for first at 11 and three. And I know you don't care about my team, but you need the context. I'll put this at the end of the show. Well, now that you're listening to it, it is the end of the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I have, it's an auction keeper, everybody, before you're like, how the hell did you even? So I have Kareem Hunt, David Johnson, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, Jordan <laughs> Howard, and George Kittle in my starting lineup as of right now. I didn't have David Johnson. I traded for him. I kept Kareem Hunt, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, and Jordan Howard headed into the draft. The idiots in the draft, it's only our own fault. They let me get Tyreek Hill and um, 
Who was the other one? Tyreek Hill and oh, T.Y. Hilton. He's the one that I traded for David Johnson with some other pieces. They let me get both of them for like twenty five bucks. That was their own damn fault. You shouldn't have let me do that. But in any case, I traded for David Johnson. So that's my starting lineup, and I have Philip Lindsay, who I was obviously going to play over Jordan Howard this week because Royce Freeman is out, and we are going to talk about that. Well, or we did talk about that. <laughs> I got to keep doing that right. So I got an offer of Ezekiel Elliott for Ro- Ronald Jones who's also a keeper potential. Philip Lindsay, who would only be 10 bucks because I took him off waivers. And O.J. Howard, because he has no tight end. Well, you're not keeping O.J. Howard. But he's not keeping Ezekiel Elliott because he was 56 bucks. So I traded for Ezekiel Elliott. And now I line up as Cream Hunt, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott. So, of course, they're pissed, Chris. Yeah, of course. You know what? That's just, you're, you're wheeling and dealing, man. You're making moves while everyone's sitting on, sitting on their hands. So, so mean, you want to hear the best part hate. about it? I can't hear I didn't even tell you about this before we came on the show is when I traded for David Johnson. Now, at the time, I traded T.Y. Hilton, John Brown, and hmm, somebody else for David Johnson. And I was buying low. It's, it's, you know, here, I'll see if I can find out. Let's see. Uh, this is the magic of the internet. This is the magic of, hey, it's the end of the show. So if you don't want to listen, you don't have to anymore. And <laughs> listening to me, click through my team to find the trade. All right, so here's the trade. Let's see. Here we go. John Brown. Oh, Adrian Peterson and, and T.Y. Hilton because he needed oh. a running back. He needed yeah. a running back help. David Johnson was doing low. I mean, that's still a fine deal as of today. Yeah, Adrian that's... Peterson, John Brown, T.Y. Hilton for David Johnson. Yeah, so, that's that's fine. I mean, especially with yeah. T.Y. back and John Brown's been – John Brown's good. I mean, we talk right. about – and to give you an idea, this was week four because I also got the Browns defense and Baker Mayfield for my one-week fill-in for Cam Newton. So that was the deal. And I don't have Baker Mayfield anymore, and I don't have the Browns defense anymore. So that was the trade. The guy who just traded me, Ezekiel Elliott, texted that guy saying, what the hell are you doing? I can't believe you took that crap for David Johnson. So first of all, not giving any respect to the trade and that it was a fair trade. And then saying, Jake's in the finals every single year anyway. You basically just gave him the league. <laughs> and now he just traded me Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> People get so mad about like, oh, this guy's in first place. Like a guy in my league is in first place and he just acquired Le'Veon Bell. What are you doing trading him Bell? He's in first place. Like, whatever, man. Like, he made the move. Bell was available to everybody else in the league. It is a risk, really, acquiring him. It could be the best move of the league. Um, but even still, like, whatever. You can't get mad if guys are going to, you know, no. guys are going to make deals. You know, here's, you make here's, them yourself. You know, here's it's how happen. you don't get mad. Start making more offers. Start trying to improve your own team. If you, yeah. you know what? This same guy last year had complained when I made a trade last year too, which by the way, I came in second place last year. I don't win every single year. So <laughs> I, uh, I made a trade last year. I couldn't keep Eldo Beckham anymore because we also have a three-year keeper limit. So, you know, you, so you can't have, it's not like dynasty. You can keep him for the rest of their lives. So I traded o- o- Odo Beckham away last year, who was hurt at the time, but it is a keeper league. So you got to factor that in for Michael Thomas. That's why I had Michael Thomas for this year. And, you know, of course he was kind of upset about it. And my whole point was, you know, you could have traded with me. I was willing to go out of Beckham. He goes, no, I didn't want to. And he was out of the playoffs at that point last year. He's like, no, I don't want to help your team, you know, for whatever. I was like, but that's the issue is like, let's say Odo Beckham was healthy. Like what he and owners too often get caught up in. And I try to tell him this all the time. And obviously it finally clicked when he just made this trade with me is yes, you're improving your team. You're also improving my team. That's how trades are one supposed to work. And then two, 
you don't know what's going to happen. I traded for Peyton Manning at the end of one season in this same league. It was the year that Peyton Manning fell off a cliff for those last four games and basically did. It was actually a trade that didn't help. I lost that trade. But the point is that the trade at the time looked terrible for the other guy and looked great for me. And it actually didn't work out. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott breaks his ankle tomorrow. I'm screwed. And not, yeah, obviously, that's an injury. But hey, you know what? What if they get to the playoffs and this team is just such utter dog crap as it is right now that he has a game like he just had against the Redskins for two straight weeks and doesn't help me at all? And Philip Lindsay is still balling. Exactly. No, you're right. I mean, trades, they can go either way. And, when, and just when you think it's so lopsided, it, that's when, you know, it kind of flips the other way. And you're like, wow, it was actually a lot closer. Because, yeah, Zeke is probably a good buy-low candidate right now. But, you know, you, you are still risking giving up Lindsey and how good he's been and how you can keep him next year for pretty cheap. And the fact that, hey, maybe Freeman is, is not all that great. Or maybe Freeman is going to be bothered by an injury the rest of the season. Maybe, you know, there's just so many maybes, especially in the NFL with injuries. Anything can can happen. So, yeah, the trade looks great on paper. You have uh, a legitimate team. But you know what? Man, all of a sudden you, you lost Zeke or you lost Thielen. 